Hi everyone and welcome to episode 44 of the Impacco podcast. Thrilled to have you back again with us if you're listening for the first time. Thank you for tuning in. We'd encourage you to subscribe, to let us know how you, the platform is impacting you uh, today with this episode. I'm thrilled to be joined by Simone Naika, who is a acting metallurgical, senior metallurgical engineer, um, and she's also an international mining industry uh, speaker and thought leader. You are for sure uh, going to learn a lot from her today, as I will, and I'm thrilled to have her here on the show today. Uh, Simone, good morning to you on this wonderful Saturday morning. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm great. Good morning, Tafa. Thank you to you and the listeners. I'm just looking forward to being in your space today. Awesome, awesome and thank you for being a part of the Impacto community and the Impacto journey. Um, we start off typically by just getting to know a little bit about you. Um, so why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself in terms of where you're from and where you grew up? Yeah, so I'm um, obviously South African based and I grew up in Impendieni, which is a very small town, not really on the map, but you won't hear it in the weather with the news reporting. Um, they always talk about the capitals and the weather there and you kind of have to interpolate to your location to determine the temperature, but it's okay. Um, yeah, so being in a very small town, um, it's near Richards Bay, which has a very large industrious and mining community. And, um, you know, that was essentially where I grew up. And um, yeah, if I, if I take a look at the journey thus far, um, I studied at the University of Pretoria and um, did my chemical engineering degree there. And after that, jumped into the workforce in 2018. And I'm sure as everyone, you know, who goes from university into the workforce, you get like the biggest shock of your life that it isn't really what you thought it was. And you adjust. And um, yeah, you you definitely don't start off by walking into the plant with your textbooks saying, okay, (laughs) this is what we need to change. So I think, you know, we're continuous learners. And I think that's something I appreciate about Impacto is that what you're saying is that no matter where we are in our journey, we are continuous learners ourselves. And being continuous learners, we can share what we've already learned so that other people can learn from that and then also we can receive and and, and learn from those ahead of us in whatever field or journey so yeah. yeah no absolutely and i think it's it's quite a transition right from from varsity to to the working world you're quite right it's it's, it's nothing like what we would have uh, imagined certainly that the textbooks uh, you know gather dust nowadays <laughs> <laughs> so you know you you like me um are a minor in the sense that we're both in the, in the industry uh, we're, we're often painted you know as, as chemical engineers or as engineers or as people in in in, in industry in general as maybe being a bit, you know, boring in the sense that we're not, you know, the, the sort of we don't we don't have like a sort of, you know, interesting life as a personality. That's where that comes from, to be honest. But, you know, I, I would like us to to dispel that a little bit. Um, hmm. a little bit about what you like to do for fun. Yeah, so to be honest with you, it's it's been a range of things over the years and most recently I've decided that I'd like to become more adventurous specifically. Mm-hmm. So um, in last week I took 
a week of leave, which I think, you know, as millennials, that's so, so daunting to do in the first place. You'll ask any, any Gen Z and they're like, you deserve your leave. Take your leave. <laughs> but if you ask a millennial, we, we were raised in guilt cycles and the whole generation is different, right? So um, in last week, I went paragliding, uh, which is great. So I jumped off Signal Hill and I was just there in the sky and it was amazing. And um, something else crazy that I did um, in last week as well was I went shark cage diving. So oh. I jumped into a cage in the ocean with the sharks and I'm absolutely <laughs> petrified of sharks. And it took me forever just to peek under the water to see one. But um, yeah, I can, I can say that was an amazing experience. But before my adventurous phase, um, I, I really was into writing. So like you, um, Safa, I'm a communicator. I love people. Um, awesome. I, I think that there's just so much valuable conversation out there and stories and I'm just like so excited to share and learn and talk about them so I really feel like <laughs> you're my soul animal. Yeah, yeah. We, we, I, think, I think I think we've dispelled the the theory you know I think I think we've we've dispelled the theory that you know we're, we're boring we're not and I think yeah. everybody listening to this is probably like yeah you guys are very exciting people and I think you know one thing about the industry is you often you know go to to mining towns um mm. stay visit work in um quite curious what's your favorite mining town that you've stayed in or visited in your career so far yeah if i have to say i'd say it's lepalale so okay in limpopo yeah yeah um the heat oh gosh 43 degrees Something. normal summer day but yeah. that's okay um the temperature is warm but so are the people and i think for me that warmth and that love um, in the community is, is is what i would come back for um, it's peaceful, it's quiet, I don't hear the sound of traffic every day um, and while you know we always say oh, you're in a mining town there's nothing to do what 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 and the funny thing is when you're in a situation like that you develop community Absolutely. you find friends and you decide okay we're gonna bribe we're gonna cook something different mm. you know um, so I think Lipalada definitely yeah, yeah. That's an awesome town that I've been there before, and it's, yeah. you're right, it's, it's, it's blazing, it's blazing hot. But the nice thing as well is the winter is also quite nice there. Yeah, beautiful winters. That is mm. a, quite a bit. No, great. So let's talk about the future of mining in South Africa, and, and I think, you know, spreading out to Southern Africa and, and, and Africa as a whole. Um, I think let's start at the beginning. You know, firstly, tell me, you know, what attracted you to go into the mining industry in the first place? and I'll, 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 you know, preface this with the fact that, you know, I think people sort of in our generation and, and the generations beyond are less and less people are sort of going into the industry as, as, as engineers and so on. People are, you know, going getting attracted to industries like investment banking, as an example, consulting and so on. I mean, I'm quite interested in terms of what attracted you to the mining industry in the first place. I think, you know, when you're a high school student and you're good at maths and science, your teachers will naturally gravitate and direct you towards certain careers. And unfortunately, um, I feel that the career guidance and limitation is insufficient because yeah. I feel like we do not give um, high school learners the opportunity to make good decisions because they um, they don't have enough knowledge. You know, yeah. we, you know, when when you become an adult and you're in industry, you say, okay, I will be hesitant to make a decision because I don't have enough knowledge. But as a kid, you don't have the confidence to make that statement first and you don't know what you don't know. 
right? And the thing that, in, that made me choose engineering was the analytical skill set that I had and um, just the capability. And I don't know if that's a good or a bad reason, but that's the truth. Yeah. Um, and once I went into varsity, I realized, okay, now I'm surrounded by people who are also good at math and science. What differentiator? Yes. How do we how do we think differently? And based on that, you know, you go through your course, and um, if anyone tells me they studied engineering and breezed through, I will absolutely laugh because um, it is not a breeze, and it is difficult. Exactly. And you 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 find your struggles and and something in at least one module in in the course. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, when I when I finished um, moving into into mining was obviously the, the next natural step because yeah. I had a bursary with Exaro, okay. and um, I was fortunate enough. And um, I would recommend to anyone, you know, if you can get a bursary, do it because as much as it seems like an obligation to work for that company afterwards, it's actually a privilege in the South African context. Absolutely. So yeah, I was motivated to get into engineering and mining um, specifically because. Uh, if the degree took me there and yeah. the reason I wanted to get into the degree was capability so um, maybe not really linking the two end points but that was the journey yeah and and I guess but you know building on to that um for, for the layperson and, and our listeners range from you know different backgrounds and industries and so on so there may be people who are you know wondering what's with this mining thing you know <laughs> what's what's you know so for that person who maybe is not in the industry doesn't know much about it well why do you think mining is important in south africa and southern africa as a whole mm. so um southern africa africa south africa you know we all we have incredible mineral wealth yeah. I think that is what I would like to say. We have incredible mineral wealth. If you go to, I don't know where, um, let me think of a good example. If you go anywhere in the world, you'll know particularly that particular country is good at this. Yeah. Or is, you know, known for that. And our claim to fame as Africa is our mineral wealth. We have incredible incredible resources so mining as a whole is important in a global context because you can't pick up anything that has not been mined mm. everything around you the the actual device we're using currently to, to to engage the minerals used to build this came yeah. from mining and i think so, so often we think okay mining these people are digging in a big hole somewhere um but that mineral gets processed into our everyday um items your phone your tv your you know things that you wouldn't even think of you know have had a, a process engineer touch you know a little a little bit of um a, a miner's touch so yeah. mining is important because we need those minerals to create materials that we can use. And that's just one part of mining. Yeah. I mean, electricity generation, uh, as much as South Africa's maybe not doing it the best at the moment, yeah. um, you know, you need um, incredible mining resource for that. So currently at South Africa, about 30% of South Africa's energy generation is produced in the Lepulala area yeah. by the mines here um, yeah. that produce coal. So um, yeah, I, I genuinely mining is, if, if I, I will say it like this as well. Like if you start playing um, a game that will mimic or what's, yeah. what's the right word, um, a game that will simulate real life, the first thing you need to do is find water, um, shelter, and food. But once you've done that and you want to become industrious, 
you start looking to the ground for, for natural resources such that you can burn and use and generate electricity. So yeah, <laughs> I think that mining is old. <laughs> we didn't, it's not a new um, field that just came about. We've, we've been doing this a very long time as people. Absolutely. And I think you've really, really touched on, on, on quite a few important points. There. I think, you know, one phrase that comes to mind is, is you know, if, it, if it's not grown, it's mined. So <laughs> yes. Ultimately, you know, everything that we touch, you know, if it isn't grown in from the ground, it's probably mined out of the ground. <laughs> yeah, so that's where everything pretty much comes from. So it's, you know, it's an incredibly important industry in South Africa and Southern Africa as a whole. Um, and Africa, as you rightly mm. so mentioned. So you're you're a speaker on topics such as sustainability. Um, and I think this dovetails, you know, quite nicely with the previous question in terms of, you know, how, how can the industry tie in to the sustainable development goals of the SDGs? Um, and what does the industry need to do today uh, to be able to tie into that? Mm. So I, I was privileged enough to be part of the United Nations Global Compact. So um, there's a South African division of that, and they have a young leaders program. So they're a wise program. And in that program, I was privileged enough to learn about the SDGs. And I think that was, for me, already amazing because I realized how much I don't know. You know, they're, they're not these pretty little colored boxes that we put in the corner of our slides to, <laughs> you know, say that we're addressing the world's problems. They're actual genuine problems. And there's documentation that really um, states in detail what each of those things are and how to how to address them as well. And I, I really think that as, as a mining industry, we have not tapped into the United Nations SDGs well enough. Um, and the reason I say that is because there's a lack of understanding. If you go into um, all the all the sustainability reports of, of many mining companies, you'll see that um, that SDG focus, it maybe is a one pager, but that real depth and, and detail. Um, Sander, um, who is the, I stand to be correct, but I do believe she's the chair of the, the UN Global Compact. Um, she said that there's trillions of rands in business value um, awaiting in the sustainability space and that sustainability is good for business. And I think so often as, as, as um, a, there's a perception at least that mining and sustainability don't work hand in hand. Yeah. And it's that mining is doing what mining does and sustainability is almost like pulling mining back and saying, whoa, not, yeah. not so much, not so fast, not mm -hmm. like that. And um, I think that perception needs to definitely change because renewable projects, for example, I know Anglo um, looked at their waste streams um, here at Moalajuena mm -hmm. and um, sought to see how can we turn waste into valuable product, even yeah. if it is for the communities or other places and to sell that. So I think there's there's genuine business value in sustainability and we just need to educate ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, it's something that needs to be unlocked, right? I think I think and already there are pockets of that being unlocked in, in value. And I think it makes it makes it such an incredibly exciting space to be in. Um because it, it is, you know, rapidly changing and, and and something which I think, you know, will continue to change as time goes on. And mm -hmm. and what a what a privilege it is to be part of that and, and to be, yeah. you know, in the as the wheel turns to be you know a, a big portion of that so lastly simona you know um the phrase you've you've mentioned the phrase before my tiara is my hard hat um i find that phrase so fascinating <laughs> and I, I really really like it you know tell, tell us a little bit about about what that phrase means and, and mm -hmm. where 
Yeah, so um, my tiara is a hard hat is a phrase that I came up with and I coined. So it's a little bit, it's kind of like my trademark. It's what yeah. people know me by. Um, and it stemmed from something emotional, funny enough. And I think when something stems from, from emotion, um, you can connect with it and it makes it so real, right? So growing up, um, I have a mom and a sister. Mm-hmm. And um, in our household, they're the pretty ones, right? <laughs> so they're great with makeup. They're great with. They always dress well. I've yeah. had times where my mom would look at me like, um, "People know me in this town. You know, you can't come come to town with me like dressed like that." <laughs> so um, yeah, very prim and proper woman. Um, and I think I grew up. And like any girl grows up, you know, you, you look at the Miss South Africa's, the Zorzis, the, you know, all of, all of these beautiful women and you look at them and, and you aspire to be like them yeah. because they're put on this platform and said to be, this is what Miss South Africa looks like. This is, yeah. and, and, and this is what we would herald a woman in South, in South Africa. Yeah. And me being a woman in South Africa, I'd look at that and say, oh, that's that's what I should be. You know, so um, growing up, I entered a few pageants. I, I, um, I did karate as well. So it's a little bit of a mixed bunch. And um, yeah, so I, I enjoyed the pageantry space, but I, I felt that it was lacking. Um, and it, it just lacked some depth for me. And, I, you know, I, I thought about it and with time and understanding, I realized that this tiara or this, this idea of, you know, what a South African woman should be and what, um, what it means to be valued as a woman in our, in our country and in our context, yeah. um, that can change for me. And that this tiara that I, I so desperately wanted to achieve and have and have the glory of is actually in my in my car in my boot. <laughs> it's my it's my hard hat because yeah. every day I put that on and I go out into the plant and I add value. And I'm every every day that I put it on, I, I'm stepping into a space where I'm assisting in energy generation for our country, which. Um, you know, mineral, like any 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 person working on any process plant, you're creating sincere value. Yeah. And um, my tiara being my hard hat, it, it means so much to me because of the amount of budget, media, um, perception, the way society glorifies the tiara. You know, we all know what a tiara is, but, you know, nobody thinks of a hard hat in the same way. It's, it's always just, oh, you know, you're a plant operator, you're working on the floor. And, and that's where I learned the most. I learned the most as a plant operator, yeah. you know, um, when, when I was working shifts and I was washing the floor with them, all the magnetite, that's where I learned real life lessons. Okay. You know, wearing that hard hat, washing the floor um, with the team. So, I think just a change in that dynamic and a change in that perspective is, is just so important. And I think that's why I've coined the phrase because it just, it, it means all of that in a few words. I, I love that. And I think it's so powerful. Um, it's such a powerful phrase, which I think shifts paradigms, you know, in terms of what how we think about it. And, and I think it's really empowering, you know, to, to think yeah. about that. And thank you for for sharing that and, and and for being, you know, I think an example of, of, of that in terms of how you add value, as well as, you know, how you're willing to to get your hands dirty and and and, yeah. and you know be be in there, you know, washing the floors as you say, and mm-hmm. and, and learning those valuable life lessons. And, and I think it's it's extremely, extremely, extremely profound in the way that you put it. 
Simone, I, I want to thank you for coming on to the Impact Code podcast. Um, we have come to the end and that flew by. I, yeah, <laughs> I really want to thank you for coming on to the show and, and I hope that you enjoyed it. We certainly, I think, have gleaned a lot of value from what you said. And I think, you know, it is quite inspiring to see a person like yourself, you know, going through the industry um, you know, and, 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 you know, finding your, your way through. And as you've mentioned, adding value, um, you know, to South Africa, you know, in terms of the work that you do on a daily basis. And thank you for coming onto the show and sharing some of the lessons that you've learned and some of your experiences. I hope you've enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it was absolutely fantastic. So thank you to you, Safa, and your listeners. And truly, you know, sharing our stories is the way we learn. And we can learn from anyone. So if you're listening, you know, you have you have a story to tell as well. I think all of us have learned life lessons. And it's important that we share them. Absolutely. I, I, I couldn't agree more. And to you, the listener, as from Simone and myself, we want to say thank you for listening. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed the show. If you're listening for the first time, please do drop us a mail. Uh, head over to our website, which is impactcode.co.za, and do let us know how you found the episode. Um, otherwise, from Simone and myself, we would like to say take care and goodbye. Goodbye.